Hi everyone, it's that time again. It's time for another Insert Past Pun here. My name's Simon and today I'm talking to the big spook uh, from the No Sleep Forums. The story we're going to be discussing is a uh, fork tongue behind a smile. Uh, check out the description below for the link. Uh, I highly suggest you read it beforehand. Um, I also have to apologise, we had a few connection issues so it does dip out in the middle somewhere. But I think we pick it up quite nicely. Um, yeah, so uh, that's, uh, um, that's everything. So without further ado, as I always say, enjoy my interview with The Big Spook. Cool. Well, uh, my name's Simon for Insert Past Pun here, and today I'm here with The Big Spook. Say hello. How's it going? Yeah, all good. All good. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, let's start for them with a bit about yourself. So uh, tell us about yourself. Um, yeah, so how people know you? Uh, well, people know me as the big spook on Reddit, and my name is Kyle. I've been writing. I actually, I only started writing the day I made that Reddit account. So however old that Reddit account is, that is the first day I ever wrote a word other than um, a message to a friend on Facebook or something. I didn't start picking up writing until I've been lurking on no sleep for maybe about six months or so and then uh i was like hell man i want to try this out and i gave it a shot and it kind of stuck like glue and i just like didn't give up and uh i think a first story i did that actually picked up a little bit of publicity was a story called uh i've been trying to kill myself for three years and uh I think I wrote that one like in my sleep, actually. Like I think I woke up at like one in the morning from a weird dream and just started writing some stuff down, finished it up, and then I like went to work after posting it and I come back. I was like, "Oh, cool! There's a bunch of comments on you. This is awesome." From then on, I was kind of like chasing that fix. You know what I mean? Like the, like the, you know, knowing that people are enjoying what I'm writing and and uh, oh, definitely. You know, you're forever like kind of chasing the dragon when it comes yeah. to like and stuff yeah i know what you mean i'd like yeah i do the same in my writing i'm always craving that validation especially especially on reddit like if um if i do if it does well on reddit i'm always in a particularly good mood that day <laughs> i know right and if it does terrible you're pissed yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly so um so so where do you um so, so are there any particular writers that you like to take your inspiration from do you read a lot of horror yourself or um well when it comes to no sleep and I've always been, I've been saying this, I've been bugging the living hell out of him, but the Jesse Clark, fuck, man, I'm probably that guy's biggest fan. Like, yeah. he knows it. I bug the living hell out of him. He's an awesome guy. <laughs> uh, and then there's Hey Young. Uh, he's one of the, probably one of the nicest people, like, on No Sleep. Um, he actually, he reached out to me first, and I was a little starstruck when we um, became friends because of the fact that, you know, he reached out to me on the unofficial IRC chat. Then there's um, Tobias Wade. He's he's another amazing writer. And even though he's really popular, I still think the dude is totally underrated for, like, his level of skill and creativity and the fact that he's able to write, like, three stories a week, like, and not hit right. Man, I, I write a story a week, and I'm, like, struggling to, like, grab ideas out of thin air. <laughs> the story's about fucking and stuff because I can't think of anything so I'm like fuck it like I'm looking at stuff around my house like trying to figure out what to write about yeah. 
up with like in-depth plots and like crazy. I don't know. He's just really clever, dude. Um, there's a Life is Strange, Me Too. Yeah. That guy's the horny bastard. Um, <laughs> uh, funny dude, though. I really like him. Uh, him and I have gotten to know each other really well. Um, and, and anyone else that I forgot about that I've, you know, came friends with, I'm sorry not to mention you, but, uh, I mean, we don't have all day, don't we? So that's <laughs> no, all good. It's all good. So, I mean, uh, so when it comes to horror, sort of like, what is it that, that scares you? What's, what's the sort of stuff that really gets your heart pounding? Uh, cops, <laughs> cops, uh, uh. I, I really don't like um, – I live in Seattle, and in Seattle, Washington, there's an abundance of um, mentally unstable people, uh, like generally homeless people. And it's all because of a insane asylum that was uh, shut down in like the 80s. And uh, all of, almost all of their patients that weren't criminally insane – were released into the general public. So like if you live in like the Seattle, Washington, you'll notice that there's a lot of older homeless people that are pretty freaking crazy. Like they're not harmless or anything, but like I tell you, you pass by one of them in the middle of the night, man, you're not comfortable. Um, <laughs> they're just like talking and like rocking back. It's pretty weird, man. I mean, I've, I've grown up used to it, but uh, it's definitely something that'll still shake your boots. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I swear, you know, with, with stuff like that about it, it's done you got into horror, I suppose. Such, yeah. such, uh, such a rich thing to plumb. So, so what sort of what sort of horror is it that you that you like writing most? What sort of stuff um, do you like to do? Are there any I themes like to... you like to explore? That sort of things. Sorry. <laughs> Lately, I've been still trying to like kind of find my voice. Like, like I was saying, I'm I'm, st- I'm pretty new to writing. Um, so. Like, I've dabbled in things, like, you know, when it comes to, like, fucking melons to monsters that live under your bed to <laughs> demon possession, and um, which is a more recent... I think that was the most recent story I did was, uh, like, a story about my daughter, someone's daughter. I don't have a daughter. I have a son. But um, <laughs> the narrator's daughter, like, got possessed by this book. Um, and then... I wrote some pretty nasty like joke uh, stories where I like really had no filter as I was doing them and just like got as vulgar as I possibly could. <laughs> uh, right now I'm just kind of playing around. I'm just kind of figuring out what I, I, I don't like to, ha- I don't want to be like a niche writer, you know, like I want to try and be as versatile as I can and write about anything. Um, I've been playing around, around a lot on a different account and writing prompts. Um, and, uh, that's a little fun too to like kind of broaden my horizons and write like some comedy and some like you know other than horror but horror just really seems to kind of like reach out and grab me like because you could really place yourself in like the most horrifying moments because you can't take horror and like put it into film and scare anybody as much as you could by written word because when you're when you're writing horror like from the written word mm-hmm. the reader is applying their own personal fears to that word and creating this image in their head that scares them and that's why like horror is always going to like dominate when it comes to written word you're never going to be able to really make movies that are going to put the horror writing out of business because it's just not possible you can't do it like yeah yeah 
No, I know what you mean. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, that's half reason why I got into. I'm, I'm very new to the game myself, and uh, and, and as I say, like the uh, that that's why I've sort of come to realise with writing is, is. I mean, I found it very difficult to get my head around the whole less is more almost. The, the fact you want to almost make it as movie like as possible and try and describe everything, but actually you can be a lot more effective when you're just sort of letting some stuff live almost. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Nice. So. So yes, I mean, speaking of writing, obviously you sent over you sent over a story of yours, uh, which was uh, I've got a tile up here, a fork tongue, fork tongue behind a smile. Um, so, uh, in terms of like your writing, when, um, how long ago did you write this one? Um, I think it was maybe a month, month or so ago. I don't know. Whenever the upload date was, I usually pretty much post them like within a day or two after I finish writing them. Uh, but that's what's funny is I actually that was a prompt I came up with. I messaged a user called uh, Nazi Sharks a long time ago, and he and I I asked him for a uh, an idea to write, and he and he gave me an idea for a story about how he said he said he always wanted to write a story about finding a body of a child inside a horse, and uh, <laughs> I actually did that, and I I was like I all right, here's your challenge. Like I'll fucking challenge accepted, bro. So I wrote that story. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called like something about moving into the suburbs or something. It's in my post history somewhere. I'm not going to dig it up for anybody. (laughs) Uh, I gave him this story and I was like, you know, you, you found you, you became friends with your produce. I was just talking out my ass, dude. Like I was just BSing. It was like, you became friends with your produce clerk at the local grocery store and he drops his wallet and you pick it up and instead of kids there's like pictures of fruits and veggies in it and shit and he was just like uh like he probably just thinks i'm some weird ass guy but uh, <laughs> uh i gave that to him but i think he wrote something i think he wrote something on it but he ended up deleting it later right yeah, um, yeah. but i was just like i was having a hard time coming up with ideas so i was like fuck it man i'm gonna write a story about this and i kind of just freestyle right as i go i'm not really much of a planner yeah i'll more of just like kind of have a couple of solid ideas about the story and use those as like the roots you know and just kind of build from there um and then it turns into some fucking nasty ass weird story <laughs> yeah. well um that's what one thing i should have said this earlier is that what i'll do um for I mean, those who listen regularly will know but um just so you're aware as well is i'll put the link to the story obviously in the, in the description for this uh for this podcast so we can and i highly recommend anyone listening read it first before we start getting really into it so then we can be as spoiler as spoilery as we like right that, that makes sense <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I consider that fair warning for anyone who's listening so give us give uh, let, let's get into it properly then. So like give give us an overview of the sort of, of of the general plot for it. Well, I kind of based the character off myself a little bit, minus the being out of prison. I've never been to prison, um, but I've been in jail. I used to I was in and out of jail a lot when I was younger. I was a little hoodlum, um, <laughs> and uh, so. And, like, there's not a lot of shit that really scares me much anymore. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. kind of, th- this will apply later to the ending of the story. But, uh, so I, you know, the character is living, uh, and he also talked about, you know, how he's on this, like, plant-based diet. And uh, I actually, I live, like, a kind of, like, I guess, plant-based lifestyle. Like, I try to avoid as many, like, animal-based products as possible. Um, I mean, anybody can say what they want about it, but that's just how I, how I like to do it. Um, 
No, and, uh, weirdly, I've been, I've been doing the same myself recently, just um, yeah, trying to be as ve- well plant-based. I wouldn't go as far as I'm vegan, but plant-based yeah. as possible. <laughs> That's the softer way to put it, is the plant-based, which is, um, it doesn't give people that shock factor, you know what I mean? Like, as much as the, the V word does. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, you, the plant-based, and I don't know, like, I kind of use that as, like, the jump starter, and I started writing about this character and I was like, hmm, I, I like when I was, when I was building this character, I was like, I want this guy to be like knowledgeable. I want him to seem like very charismatic. And so I was like looking up random facts about fruits and vegetables that are all stupid. And like this guy all seemed really peppy, but I also wanted him to seem like creepy. And it reminded me of this guy at the grocery store I used to see all the time, but he was a cashier and he was like tall and skinny and had really hairy arms. And he had like that, like his head was very balding and he just like, and he had like just that line of hair, like around the edge of his head. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the top yeah, yeah. Bald. And he had this creepy look. I mean, he was really nice and like charismatic, but he always just creeped me the fuck out. And he always like kind of stared at me too long. So it was really easy to like create this character. Um, and, uh, and then let's see, he drops, what he drops the wallet and I, give it back to him but he goes to this house and uh i remember right in this house and i was like i wanted i wanted it to look like he lived in the middle of a fucking like great like it's really hard to explain honestly i wish like honestly all i know is that the guy turned out to you know he turns out to really live up to the expectations of how i'm building him <laughs> because he he trips me and I fall into this like you know six foot something hole you know and I'm buried up to my chin but the dirt isn't like packed enough around me so as he's like talking and like fucking this melon (laughs) which I'll get into later about why he's doing it um you know the character is like slowly kind of trying to like break his way out of the dirt and he's able to like get himself free but what it was is the guy was so obsessed with his garden and all this stuff, his family wanted to leave, his wife wanted to leave him and, you know, take his kids. So he's like, fuck that. He kills his wife, buries her under this, um, like cantaloupe patch and in his backyard. And so he, you know, every little melon that grew from this patch of the remains of his wife was like, um, a piece of her. So he would just like pick these cantaloupes and fuck them. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, the the thing is, there's also uh, his kids. I didn't really know how I was going to explain this much, so I kind of left this part really vague and kind of let people figure out how they wanted it, how they wanted it to work on their own. But his kids, he they, he turned them into these like malformed, like Venus flytrap beasts. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool, like. Because it really took that step into like that supernatural bound, but just barely. Yeah. Because I yeah. like to make stories as like somewhat realistic as I can, without having to get all spooky, ghosty. Like, I just feel like the realism touch is like what makes things creepy. So, um, and that's what the whole thing is: is that his he, the, the they're like humans, but they're like these carnivorous Venus flytrap children flesh monsters that he would capture people and um feed them this like growth hormone and like keep them in the ground until they're ready to eat and then he would like 
kill him and feed him to his children. And that's why he didn't like kill me right away. It's like, he wants them to like ferment and like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get them nice and plump and, and feed them with these growth home, home uh, growth hormones. And, uh, so that was like, you know, and then, but they woke up cause he was so excited about it. And, uh, <laughs> it's just a weird story. Oh honestly. yeah, definitely. It's going to, it's going to be a while before I look at a fruit salad and like, <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> but no, I've um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. As I say, I mean, it's, um, it reminded me of sort of so many things like, uh, it's, Definitely got a little shop of horrors vibe, like that I got from it for for at least some of it, and uh, as I say, and, and of course the melon fucking. What? Why did you? Why did you go with the melon fucking? <laughs> well, everyone see. I everyone started talking about the coconut fucking thing. I didn't even know that was a thing, man. I didn't know. Like I remember it was like a big popular thing on Reddit, but uh, I didn't even know about it until I looked it up. Like after I saw the comments on the story, I was like, coconut fucking what? And I saw this story about this guy who, like, described how he fucks coconuts or something. Um, the only thing that I really thought of as I was writing that was, like, the grapefruit fucking thing or the grapefruit blowjob thing. I don't know if you ever saw that on YouTube. If you haven't, I uh, recommend you look that up. It's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was the only thing I thought of. But I wanted to, like, create this, like, vulgar evil like this vulgar, like nasty sexual evil and within the story on its own. I mean, obviously the story would have been pretty disturbing without the melon fucking, but I feel like the melon fucking just totally like applies that, that nice polish to the, to the whole the shiny cum drop that polish the, the melon of the story, you know? So oh, I don't know. That's what I do, man. I, I, some people like my writing. Some people find my writing shitty. It's all about <laughs> who the person is. Like, and, I mean, even myself, I kind of find my writing a little shitty sometimes, and I'm surprised people <laughs> like it. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, no, no, well, no. I'm, I'm totally down with that sex. I mean, it, I just think it just makes it feel just so much more gross when you put yeah. that sort of element into it, and it just, it just, it, it takes something that's already, as you say, already a bit weird, and just makes it just, ugh. <laughs> it's funny yeah and the way that i'm like spacing it between his dialogue you know what i'm saying like his yeah. dialogue like the, i had it so and the funny thing is it's probably the most the scene in that story that i had most planned out in my head which is pretty gross on its own because i was like picturing this guy like fucking this melon and like talking in between like as he's doing it and it's just uh it was just gross. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, so with this one, I mean, you said you sort of like start. You started from a writing prompt. I mean, what? I mean, did you? <laughs> it seems it seems to be sticking on the melon fucking for a while now. But <laughs> was that the bit that you sort of definitely wanted to write in from the beginning? Do you have it all? Like, did you did you know where you were going with it, or did it just sort of all happen at once? Actually, more recently, did I do the writing prompt thing? Um. Honestly, I just kind of picked up writing one day all of a sudden, like, you know, no sleep. And I spent like two weeks just like trying to create this amazing story that I should have really just kind of did because I, I dropped out of high school, like halfway through high school. Um, didn't really get much like writing education, you know, like when it comes to grammar and like just kind of what I learned over the years, you know. So, um, 
when I tried as hard as I could to put together the story, I had to send it to my friend who's like an English teacher like three times. And he's like, you, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just you're trying too hard, you know? Yeah. And so I like erased it, rewrote it, sent it to him. He's like, okay, this is much better. And I'm like, you know what, fuck this. I'm just posting this shit. And if it bombs, it bombs. Nice. So that first time I wrote that story, it was like, I was like shit in my pants, you know? And uh, surprisingly, I think that first story I ever wrote was, uh, it got like a hundred upvotes or something, surprisingly, which is, you know, not bad for a no sleep first time, especially. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, a little pleased. Um, and it was a series, of course. I feel like a lot of newer writers think that they need to turn their stories into series due to like the popularity of series in the past. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the stairs in the woods and like I dared my best friend and um, all that good stuff. But honestly, I feel as if writers just kind of kept kept it to their own. Hold on a second, dude. I'm, my phone's acting all crazy. That's so good. Um, come on. There So, yeah, 100 upvotes, but it was a series, so, like, the other two pieces kind of, you know, didn't do too well. It was kind of when I started to notice that, like, it very seldom should, like, one have to make a series unless there's something very specific about the story that should be broken into a series. Yeah. Um, just, like, because a lot of, I feel like, especially, like, newer writers, and I've made this mistake myself, feel like they need to make their stories series just because they're like a thousand words long but i've asked this question a hundred times to people and every a lot of people like to tell me they'd much rather have it in one post and together rather than like split between a series and having to track out down the other parts or wait for another part to come out or whatever like or just ending something on a cliffhanger and then like just like haha you know like you gotta wait that's just my little piece of advice to people. It's just try and, you know, if it's worth keeping one story, keep it in one whole story, man. You're going to be able to follow, you're going to be able to cover your tracks better anyways. And, uh, and people are going to, you know what I mean? Like it, less op- opportunity for plot holes and confusion and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and I made that mistake. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I learned, I think, over the time. It's just, if you're going to write a story, it doesn't have to be a series. You don't have to make every story of yours a series. Like, some of the longer stories are some of the better ones, in my opinion. Some of my best stories are the longest fucking ones I've written. Like, <laughs> no, so. that's, that's cool. So, I mean, so with, the, uh, so with this story, I mean, did you, did you uh, like, run into one of your roadblocks whilst you were writing it? Were there any places where you sort of kind of got stuck with it? Or was it all fairly uh, a fairly smooth process writing this one? Well, this one, like I was saying, I kind of spent about two weeks trying to figure out what I wanted it to be. So when it came to the writing process and the creative process, it was pretty simple as much as it was just like problems with putting together the story correctly and clearly for the reader because I was new to writing. Yeah. But other than that, like I seemed to execute 
everything else, else pretty well. I really don't recommend anyone listening to this to go and read it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would recommend no one to go read that and just stay away from the early side of my post history. <laughs> no, I'm just like, yeah. I keep them up for the sole sake of just having it there, but I don't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> That's fair enough. So, um, so, so, sort of, you said you sort of went through a fair few iterations. Of it. I mean, what, what, what sort of changed over over time then with this story? Um, like with the story in particular, or the changes that I have made in my writing. Let's go with both. Let's start off with this story, and then we can then then, then like about your writing generally. <laughs> well, the story got better with the I guess the next two parts later on because. Um, I kind of felt a little more confident about writing it and wasn't trying so hard to go back and over-edit and overwork and over-rewrite things. Just kind of put it out there and fix this shit right then and there. Read it out loud to myself. Okay, it sounds good. Put it out. And then as I got further into writing, I kind of just, I don't know, read things aloud more as I go and make sure that things make sense for people because that's the whole thing it makes it make sense in my head right then and there but that doesn't mean that the person reading it just looks at this blobbering mess of some drunk asshole like yeah yeah so and then as i got better i was able to figure out how to write better dialogue that was always a struggle for me was dialogue so i you know did a lot of stories of heavy dialogue and made sure that i created characters based off people that i more knew in person and uh, rather than trying to, like, create this whole new Harry Potter, you know, like, I just try and base them off people that I know, you know? Like, if I got an idiot friend that likes to prank people, I'll base the character off of him. Like, change the name. Don't tell them that I wrote a stupid story about him because he probably will think I have a crush on him or something. <laughs> That's it. I'll always change the name slightly. That's what I normally do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, Marcus, now it's Rick. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So, so in terms of sort of like the uh, sort of crew faster in general, no sleep in general. I mean, for you, what makes a good a good no sleep story? Um, definitely, it has to be the first couple of paragraphs really have to hook me in. Um, if I feel like those first paragraphs aren't really kind of catching me, I kind of lose interest and I'll try and finish a story no matter what but I really won't be paying attention as I'm reading you know what I mean yeah like yeah. the words will kind of just play along my like my eyes will run past them but I'm not really collecting like picking it up um hmm. another thing is too is uh try it just you know cliches are actually pretty all right just don't follow the beaten path as much like try and like they did the story doesn't have to have a twist at the end to make it good the storytelling is the most important part that's what i like particularly in a story that i'm reading it's just the way it's being told and the clarity and the um to to feel real especially in a no sleep story because it's all about the immersive experience so i want to feel like this really happened to you or i want to feel like i'm really there and you're telling me this story face to face or wrote it to me in a message on it. You know what I mean? Like a text message or something. The grammar doesn't have to be excellent. The, the title 
is kind of important, but if you over clickbait your title, I'm just going to hate it. Like I, I don't like to look at a title that says never again. Once I'll never, ever go back to that town because it was really scary. You know, <laughs> I don't like that. If you make, if you just give, make the title interesting enough for me, I'll read it probably. Um, it doesn't need to be 6,000 words long and tell me the entire story in, in, in a title. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people like to do that to really get the more attention, which is kind of true. Like you have to have a bit like a, a eye grabbing title, but, um, it doesn't have to be bad. And, and a lot of times your story will get removed because of the title. I've seen it happen a lot. Like good story, bad title gets removed and you can't really edit the title or at least I can't from mobile. Cause I do all my stuff on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. So you're forced to start over and, and, and allow wait for them to approve you to repost the story. And, uh, but yeah, a, a good no sleep story to sum it up is just the storytelling ability, um, and the concrete plot and the concrete, like, like just everything about it just really should come together and feel like a real experience, especially in a no sleep story, because that's why you're writing it in first person and in like an unbelievable sense. Nice. Nice. And, and, uh, and obviously when it comes to it, it's obviously, I mean, I just look at this story. I mean, what's it? You've got no, well, 988 upvotes on the story. You submitted 91% upvoted that one. And, uh, so like what, I mean, I mean, do you have any tips for people who are like, uh, looking to post on no sleep as to what the best sort of best way to sort of get people hooked in is going to be? Um, a good, a good title. Like I said, the first thing, I mean, that, that story of fork tongue behind a smile, that title, I actually stole that from a lyric from one of my favorite bands, <laughs> but it made sense to the story because, you know, it gave off like this guy seemed like such a great guy and he turned out to be a little fucking demon, which is the whole sense of fork tongue behind a smile. But, um, a title is going to really bring the right reader in, make it, just make it nice and clear, but don't make it too clicky don't make it too like hey here's the whole plot of my story in it and uh make sure that you really want your character someone that someone can touch base with or if they can't touch base with them they can envision that character that's really going to make that reader like that story is when they can relate to it or at least picture who that person is um, a really good example is pippinicious or darth varda those two authors Whenever I read their stories, I really feel like I'm, like I know their character as they're describing them. You know, it's hard to do that with a short story too, because you only have such a limited amount of space. Um, it's not like a book where you pick up a book by Stephen King and he'll tell you everything about this character all the way down to the last bowel movement they had. You know, <laughs> um, you got to connect this person to this character within a couple hundred words, or else it's not really going to be valid. You know. And those two, those two authors really make a, really found that formula to execute that idea is connect, make that character really relative. And that main character is the person telling the story. That is the person who is the most important. So whether the character be a protagonist or an antagonist or a bad person or a good person, just make sure that you know who is telling the story, you know, 
make sure you, you are pretending, almost pretending to be that character. That's the whole no sleep concept is you are that person. So stick to your guns with that. Don't try and backpedal. Don't try and, you know, create this overly fictional character. Just make them real, make them believable. That's the whole point. That's what people like. That's the whole reason why no sleep is as big as it is. is the believability factor. Nice. Nice. And, um, so what, what's like the, the uh, favorite story that you've read on No Sleep recently? Oh, that's easy. That's, uh, what was it? What Happens When the Stars Go Out by Jesse Clark. I almost cried during that story. It won the last month's, or this month or last month's contest. But holy smokes, man, that thing blew me away. I stayed up until, I, I sat there, I was like way past time for me to go to bed for work. And uh, I read that story and I was like, I, I was dead tired and I just couldn't stop. Like I couldn't stop reading. It was amazing. And I messaged him afterwards and I was like, I, I how, how do you do this? Like, it was just amazing. <laughs> I haven't read it. It's called, um, when the star, I think it's called what happens when the stars go out or something like that by the Jesse Clark. Nice. And that is amazing. It's amazing. Everything about it is just great. Nice and what what um, and what uh, and what like if you had to if you had to pinpoint it down to one thing what is it that really made it stand out for you? I, I I'm not sure if it was the wholesome ending or the way that it made me feel because it had this horror vibe to it, but at the same time it was like this partial romance and uh, the character and like his love that he had for like another character in the story. I don't want to give it too much away. Um, but just it was so connected. It was so even if you've never felt love before in your life, like you could feel it oozing from every pore of that, like between every space bar tap, you know, <laughs> it was just it was it was incredible. It was pro it was a masterpiece. And I feel like that author alone, even though he is very popular, I feel like he's underrated for how good he is. Like, yeah. Nice. I think that one, I actually managed to miss that one. I'll have to give that a check out. That sounds really good. It won. It won the contest of last month. I can't remember last. Well, last month or the month prior. Um, but it was an amazing story. I loved it. It was. It was anything by that author is amazing. Nice. I'll love a dig around and try and find that one out. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so do you like exclusively post to No Sleep at the moment, or um, do, do you post to anywhere else? Lately, I've been sharing a little bit. Um, I, I, I had a story that got removed from No Sleep, so I posted it in Dark Tales, and then I edited it a bit later and put it in No Sleep, but it didn't do as good as it did before it got removed. Um, but I have been trying to venture a little more outside of No Sleep. But it's really hard because of the reader base there. You know, like you get a lot of attention when you post there. I've been sharing a lot of stories on um, Facebook, like author pages. Yeah. Like, you know, between readers and stuff. But um, if anyone has any recommendations on where, on where to like post stories, feel free to message me and let me know where, you know, I could put them because I'm new. So I don't really know like where else to share outside of Reddit or anything. So. Well, no, that's fair enough. So, so I, I personally always really enjoy talking to people from Reddit because I, I normally post on the Creepypasta wiki. Uh, so, um, so yeah, and obviously Reddit's a completely different ball game just because, just you know because of the whole interactivity of the audience and that. Um, so I was, I'm always interested to hear from people who've uh, who, are, who are doing well in it. <laughs> that's 
Tobias Wade mentioned that to me that I should be trying to share him on the Creepypasta wiki. So I'm suggesting on going and sending some stuff over to them and uh, posting them on there and see. I don't even I haven't even touched that website before, so it's nice. going to be a whole new realm for me. <laughs> Uh, some all right guys over there, so I've, just, I've, I've interviewed a few of them there, so, so it's worth a go. But, um, <laughs> so, I mean, in terms of sort of, um, of no sleep, though, like, obviously, I mean, the online horror especially is just kind of blowing up at the moment. You've got people from no sleep writing for Netflix, you've got, like, Channel Zero, things like that. I mean, what what do you think of the, of the way the scene is at the moment? I think it's awesome. It's, like, inspiring to see that people can make careers out of just a hobby like ck walker the dalek emperor the one who um you know got that job at netflix she is veraska wow that story blew me away like um i've probably read that story about four or five times um and it's long it's a long story (laughs) and that probably really hit home when it came to like where that there are people out there unpublished, even though she has published some stories um, that really can just like make it, you know, that's like her story alone is probably one of the most inspiring for the fact that um, she now lives in LA writing for Netflix. Like, yeah. Uh, that's hope for us all. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a big goal, but it's definitely possible, you know, one day I hope to reach that point. Um, with my writing, you know, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. I, a couple of good narrators have done some of my stories, but like, you know, I got a long way to go and I'm fine with that. Like, I don't see it coming anytime soon. And one day maybe, you know, it'll happen working on putting out an anthology with, uh, life is strange. Me too. <laughs> Tobias. Hey, Um, we're actually working on, we're hoping to have it out by Halloween. So that's kind of the first step, you know, is getting your name out there as an author is to uh publish um just keep posting you know just keep putting your work out there because like the term you know closed mouths don't get fed is a real strong saying you know you no one's going to know who you are unless you keep writing whether your story bombs and does absolutely terrible and you get negative downvotes which i've had <laughs> um especially a story i wrote about a worm that lived inside a uh this guy's ass um, <laughs> Yeah, I took that. I deleted it, and I don't. I don't. I didn't. You know, you're only really supposed to post it once. So I don't ever plan on reposting it, but uh, you know, it, it got negative like ten downvotes within the first half hour. Um, but you know, it's just that's all you have to do. Just keep writing, and don't let people stop you from writing. There's some. Most of the authors in No Sleep are pretty nice and inspirational, and are very encouraging. And, but there's this handful that aren't, and they will say mean things. There are commenters too, but that's the internet, you know. Don't let that handful of idiots like deter you from making something of yourself, you know. Just keep writing, keep posting, because if you your stories are getting read and seen and commented on or upvoted, you're doing something right. Nice, yeah, yeah. Story. Awesome. No worries. In which case, say. My kind of last question then, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of no sleep and stuff, is like, what do you think is the best way to sort of be interacting with the scene on no sleep? Is, I mean, is just posting stories enough, or is I mean, are you, uh, you know, what's um, what's involved in being like an active member of the community? Do you think? 
for me, I, tr I write some stories to where I'm able to comment at the end and talk with the community, but I kind of am lazy, like I was saying. So a lot of my stories end where I probably shouldn't be replying because it <laughs> kind of takes away from the story. Um, but with the community, like I love getting messages from people and I've gotten messages from people and we've had conversations go on for weeks, you know, like, and those people end up becoming fans and, and, you know, reading my work later. And I love to hear from the people that like my writing or even that don't like, I love to hear from people that critique as long as it's constructive and not just a complete dickhead. Um, <laughs> and I, and I try and apply that to my writing later when it's something that I feel is important. Um, but yeah, if you want to, you know, if you want to build more, um, publicity or as, that's what you should do is like interact with your readers more. And if, and if you write a story that should, you know, where you can comment, do it. Like, you know, people love that. They love like seeing the person reply to you and that's, what's going to push you further along. And people are going to see your username stand out when you post and, um, all that kind of stuff and make friends with other authors. And, and, you know, that's the whole point is the networking and, and the, immersive experience within the stories and within the no sleep realm and the out of character realm and all that. Like that's all, that's all it's about. Man. I awesome. hopefully I hit that nail. I, I'm, tra I trail, I tend to trail off. So no, it's so I, good. I don't know if I even answered that question. No, no, that's good. No, that's good enough. I liked it. That's cool. I'm well, well, as I say, I mean, those, those are pretty much all my questions. So obviously, you know, thank you for taking the time to speak to me. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, what yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> uh, all good. I mean, as I what I normally do is for like, um, as I just finish off. If there's anything you want to plug, like uh, anything, anything on those lines, where can people find you? Where can people read your stories? Now's the time to. Well, I have uh, Facebook.com/slash/BigSpook, but the big, but the spook has two zeros instead of O's because someone already used Big Spook as their thing. So you can find me there. Um, I think I made a Twitter like yesterday. It's linked on my Facebook. If not, there's my Reddit account. It's all on there. Um, you can find everything I write there. Almost all of my writing gets shared at least through my Facebook. So if it's not on No Sleep, it'll be in a post on Facebook in text. So <laughs> brilliant. No worries. Well, I'd say I'll link all of that in the description so people can come and find you. But uh, yeah, no worries. Well, I'd say thanks a lot for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you a lot, Simon, for you know taking the time to listen to me ramble about fucking melons. That's <laughs> no bother. Any time. All, right. All that good stuff. <laughs> Cheers. All right, bud. So there we go. Another twisted tale of murder and melon fucking. I think I should probably call my next album Murder and Melon Fucking. Hmm. Anyway... <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Um, as always, uh, like us on like us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash insert past upon here. Come and visit me at insert past insert past upon here.com. And we are don't forget we're now on iTunes and even on Stitcher now. So head over to any of those, subscribe to us, download us, like us, review us, do all of those things. And um, and who knows, maybe I'll get back to you. Or, you know, cry silently because you don't like me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll see you guys again next week.